Every winter, on the longest night of the year, Heidi Fisher loads her backpack with food and hikes down into the bowels of the earth, alone. She goes into the Grand Canyon. Her first trip was in 2005. She did not start the trip to test her limits, nor to have fun. It was for a far more serious reason. I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to make it out of the canyon that first trip. I had no idea. Every day, on the farm in northern New Mexico, Bill DeBuise leaves his house, then walks between the barn and tool shed to set out upon the walk. The walk weaves through Ponderosa Pine Forest and rolls along a riverbank before circling back to Bill's verdant pasture. I started walking this trail probably in 1975. Bill started his circuit out of habit, but not too long ago, it became a ceremony of necessity. Both Bill and Heidi are prominent and talented place-based riders. Place-based riders get to know a natural area and put a strong sense of it into their riding. They use the land as a sentient being. I wanted to be able to write stories where the land itself was a character like the other characters in the story. Bill describes his property while standing in his field next to the creek. I've had a relationship with this particular property since 1976 and with the village of El Valle since 1975. So I came here as uh, a young man and I'm going to go out as a dead one. In 2007, Bill published a book called The Walk. It's not just a travelogue of going around on that trail, but it is a, a, a story about struggling with a dark time. That dark time included Bill's loss of three dear relationships. His long marriage ended, a close friend died, and he was forced to put down his horse. Heidi recently finished writing a memoir called The Ecology of Grief. In March of 2005, she lost her husband to an unexpected cardiac arrest. We were six months shy of our 25th wedding anniversary. My life changed in a heartbeat, literally in a heartbeat. People talk very much about, in human grief, about moving on, and I don't think there's any moving on. It's a matter of integrating what's happening and learning how to carry that forward. Through their individual writings and walks, Heidi and Bill are learning to understand loss, how to keep going as broken people in a broken world. The walks are ceremonies of solitude. The solitude occurs outside in the fresh air. Something about being outdoors and surrounded by nature, in all its beauty and ugliness, its life and death, helps these two in their grief. As someone who really looks to the natural world for instruction, it was, for me, very, very natural to look to the non-human world for inspiration and instruction in this. On her first trip into the Grand Canyon, Heidi saw her struggle against grief reflected in the life around her. Small organisms were also struggling to live in that inhospitable landscape. They were growing out of cracks in the rock. Life was persisting. Heidi found kinship in the efforts of organisms to survive those hostile conditions. And I felt myself part of nature in that realization that for human beings, that life force does reassert itself. It was this wonderful sense of a metaphoric walk as well as a very real walk towards this darkness. Walking. For Heidi and Bill, this is a source of solace. Physically taking steps. 
The motion of doing something, anything, lends progress to their problems. It doesn't have to be a specific action, just a simple physical motion. Like a rocking cradle, the feeling of walking is comforting. It is climbing over the grief, seeing it from every angle, and wrestling with it. Every footstep treads upon the grief, grinding it slowly into the landscape. Bill and Heidi both took up walking very intentionally. A burning forest and a drying river do not die to us the way a partner or loved one dies. The forest or river is much larger, but less personal. There is still loss. The lives of these can outlast humans so that many people may have a relationship with that land. Before Bill, there were many people that lived in and loved the Ponderosa Forest. Hopefully, there will be more people after him. If the forest burns, their loss is a reason to grieve. The forest behind Bill's house is fading and may die as climate change takes its toll. Bill knows this. He has lost nearly everything he loves. Only this land remains. This place could catch fire next year and be just completely leveled. And then what do you love? What do you love when everything you love has been taken away? Bill does not have another forest in which to mourn the loss of this one. And Heidi cannot go to another Grand Canyon when the Colorado River finally disappears. These places are disintegrating along with much of the world. Climatic disasters are becoming the new normal. The drought in California and Hurricane Sandy in New York. Forest fires are going rampant. The American Southwest is drying up. From the dryness of the land, plants and animals are moving on. They are finding new habitats and migrating north. Or dying. Migrating away from habitat is also an option for humans. But migrating away from sorrow is not. Heidi and Bill could not run away from their grief. They had to walk with it to learn from it. They had to give up on moving on and process it into their lives. Both authors found it helpful to actually abandon hope. I think hope is overrated. Hope doesn't make progress or achieve anything, at least not in the context of an issue as deeply rooted as grief. Hope is passive. If the two had simply hoped for peaceful lives, they would still be struggling now. Instead, they acted. They didn't know how to relieve sorrow, but they acted anyway. They walked, and they wrote. It wasn't the actions of walking or writing that helped, nor was it being outside that ultimately gave them solace. The important thing is that they tried. They acted. The action was itself the success. Heidi and Bill did not know what direction to take, so they just chose one. But they stuck with it. It was the choice itself to attempt and the force of will that made a difference. Not wishful thinking or a specific method. The choice to try, to act, to go forward into difficulty is what finally brought healing. The world we once thought to be constant is changing. Migrating from one place to another does not escape climate change. Maybe it will be that same abandonment of passive hope for active motion that will help heal this world. I think we really have to figure out what piece of this, this big problem we can get a personal grip on, and it's different for each of us. But I think it's important that we work on it somehow. For National Public Lands Radio, I'm Sam Trailer. Mm -hmm.